Hello everybody and welcome back to the rewatch and we are on season one episode 12 the finale episode but before all of that how are you doing today Tane? I am doing well I cannot believe we have made it a whole season to the finale yes. I feel like it started the other day but it's yeah, it is, but I'm doing well, but also, you know, a little bummed. Um, last week we lost the notorious RBG. Yeah. It's just one thing after another. I feel like yeah. we're starting off these episodes with like condolences a bit too much for my liking. But thank oh, no. you for all your hard work, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You held on as long as you could. And yeah, I just hmm. You know what? I don't like to think about November. I like to distract myself uh, with things like Sex in the City, but just pray uh, for us all. <laughs> if you're I the praying kind, pray for us all. Much like this episode, I sometimes feel like the election is going to be our season finale, and we just don't know if we're going to get a happy ending or <laughs> the season finale of of America. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah. Man. Yes, so I want to start by reading some reviews that you guys have been so kind to leave us. Thank you so much. We really, really, really appreciate it. So the first one is from Leggy Legs 91 and she says, so good. I just listened to this during my run at the gym, and it kept me engaged and not thinking of the time. I hate working out. I feel you, girl. (laughs) So this is high praise. Absolutely love listening to this. I think you girls have found your groove. I absolutely look forward to these episodes. Everyone should give it a listen and a chance. Thank you, Leggy Legs 91. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And listen to her. She said, give us a listen and a chance. But we also <laughs> um, like to read from LR11 underscore 28, who said, this is such a good rewatch. I have always loved Sex and the City, and I really enjoy Nana and Tane's discussion of the show. It's interesting to see some aspects of dating that have evolved. Some things that were standard are now cringeworthy, and other things that are, are now exactly, are still exactly the same. Nada and Tane are my new friends in my head, and I look forward to listening. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Feel free Thank to comment and leave us, like, you know, some nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yes, and this is to all my friends who like to text me instead of leaving reviews. <laughs> leave a review. <laughs> so... This week's episode, I'm going to give a brief kind of recap about what happens in the episode, just in case you didn't watch along with us today. Um, So first, Carrie is put out when Big introduces her to his mother as his friend. Uh, (laughs) Secondly, Samantha falls in love, but there's a catch. Charlotte seeks psychic intervention. And Miranda breaks up with a guy because of his sexual hang-ups. You think that's a pretty accurate recap? Apt, apt, apt. What's that emoji? That emoji? 100, 100, 100. <laughs> what did you think of this week's episode? Um, I think it was good. And I think everything was in line with what we know of the characters like i think everything they did was in line with what they've shown us as the characters all season it didn't feel like a season finale the only thing that felt like a finale was carrying big yes definitely yeah. i also enjoyed that. this episode yeah yeah it was much better than last week's <laughs> <laughs> i enjoyed it so we start the episode off with um, Miranda. Miranda's dating a playwright called Thomas John Anderson. That is such a typical like playwright name. Then <laughs> she's upset. <laughs> she's upset because he showers right after they have sex. As in, as soon as he comes, he's like he gets up and takes a shower. And then she asks him after he does this a few times. She asks him what his deal is, and he says it's a habit he picked up um because he's catholic or grew up catholic he picked up from the nuns and the nuns said sex was a sin so apparently this is his way of washing off the sin i'm guessing and Mm -hmm. he's carrie immediately dubs him catholic guy and miranda's telling carrie 
about like what him taking a shower is really bothering her because it's literally there's no gap as soon as he's done he gets up takes a shower and Miranda tells Carrie she'd never ever ever had gone out with him if she'd known that he was Catholic (laughs) (laughs) what did you think of this whole deal I mean taking shots because I'm Catholic so yeah. <laughs> so, I mean I know um what they mean by the Catholic guilt. I feel like yeah. that's a real thing. Um I feel like for me and I think yeah, I don't know what it's like now, but I know back in the day I do feel like you were made to feel like sex was a dirty thing. But I do take mm-hmm. um, not offense, but I don't know why everyone always places on Catholic to my knowledge premarital sex in whatever Christian religion is a sin. Mm-hmm. For some reason it was always just dubbed as Catholic guilt, like it was only Catholics that were, you know, feeling guilty. I don't guilty. get why they say Catholic guilt as well because I grew up um, non-denominational, but the charismatic church, as people call it, definitely. I feel like there's equal amounts of guilt, if not more. They definitely harp on and on and on and on and on that sex is the same. You shouldn't have sex. Um, sex before marriage if you do you've like fallen all of that i i don't see it as a just a catholic thing at all yeah but either way i do know what it is i do think that i had it but i also had a different kind of guilt because i feel like when i became sexually active i had a different kind of guilt where i felt guilty that i didn't feel guilty You know what? I feel you because I've been there. I've definitely done some things and then you start getting worried that you don't feel guilty. And you're just like, am I just an evil person? Is that what's going on? That's no, I don't know what the definition of Catholic guilt is, but that's a different kind of guilt. So maybe we need to break it down. I mean, in the Catholic faith, there's something called a mortal sin and a venial sin. So some are more than the others. So I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Mm. But what I took out of this whole thing was Miranda immediately asked him, what is the problem? Why are you showering? Because if it was our friend Carrie, she's not going to say anything and she'll wait till breakfast and then start hounding them with, what do you think it means? He showers all the time. He doesn't go into whatever. So, I would say Miranda's definitely a good communicator. She has no bones in saying what's on her mind. <laughs> yep. At all. Also, okay, this is going to be weird. When I first watched um, the episode, at first when he got up and took a shower, I didn't think it was strange necessarily. I'd be like, okay, damn, like immediately you could have waited like a minute or two. But if somebody wants to take a shower after sex, I don't necessarily think that's a strange thing. I think it's strange. I I think I would find it strange. Like immediately. It wasn't even like a five minutes, ten minutes. It was like, ah... Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's what the issue was. I don't think I'd care someone took a shower after sex and so but yeah, it's the time frame. That's yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. So yeah, so Carrie tells us that single people in New York rarely ask about religious preferences because it's too scary. And then she asked us if relationships are the religion of the 90s, and that's the theme of the entire episode, and also the title of her article. Sometimes I wonder, I wonder what Carrie's friends feel about, like, being written about every week. <laughs> <laughs> that question made no sense, by the way. Our relationships to religion of the 90s, huh? Yeah, again, one of those things that sound good, right? But yep. it doesn't really mean anything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> once you interrogate it. So, um, Carrie's scoping out churches for research for her article anyway but um she spots big coming out of a church with an older woman and carrie's like standing there staring at them and then big sees her watching and he comes over carrie asks big who she is and big tells her is his mom he takes her to church every sunday so um <laughs> this this scene was a bit strange because after she he tells her that she's all like oh okay cool because obviously she was like, oh, he resists. And then you find out it's your mother. Cool. And then he's like, oh, do you want to, after I drop her off, do you want to get a coffee? And she was a bit kind of like, oh, no, I have to go work. But I don't know. There was something weird about that scene to me. Did you feel it or no? Absolutely. Because once again, Carrie finds out something about Big that she did not know. What the hell do these people talk about? 
Okay, what do you think she found out that she didn't know that he takes his mother to church? That he actually even goes to church. The fact that he's that he goes to church, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't know that. Yeah, that's what she just found out. I think like that's a huge thing. I go to church every Sunday. How do you not mm-hmm. know that about your boyfriend? Yeah, it's true. And the thing is they've hung out weekends though. So he clearly <laughs> doesn't take her to church every Sunday. I mean, I think that's a writer's flaw. But I mean, uh-huh. in terms of like, they should have talked about to some extent religion, even if it's to say, I don't really believe, but I take my mom to church every Sunday. That's the extent of my religion. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty basic to have come up in a conversation. But I do feel that the whole interaction was weird. Like you said, like when he even told her, do you want to wait? They didn't even kiss goodbye. They didn't even. No, nothing. So awkward, yeah. And it was just so strange. And I'm like. I don't know if they were trying to sell us that these people have been dating for a while, but they still um, have the energy of a new couple, like new yes. couple, like two weeks kind of stuff. So like they just I, went on their third date. <laughs> I feel like every week I feel like she's finding out something new. I keep arguing that for someone who claims they spend nights together, they talk for hours. She keeps finding out these things to me that you should know already. And I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me on this one because I know we usually disagree that it's not a big deal to find out. But I thought it was strange that she didn't know he goes to church or takes his mom to church. Well, I just feel like they're both clearly not religious people because he states that he's an atheist. He just takes his mom to church. And Carrie hasn't ever mentioned any kind of religion. And just being around people who aren't religious, I feel like they don't really bring it up. So I don't think it's weird they wouldn't have talked about it yet but I, I guess this was the time they talked about it but I, I just thought that whole interaction was strange no I wait you really don't think that it's something that shouldn't come up like I think either way you fall on the spectrum if you do um believe and it's something that's important to you it's something that comes up or oh, what is your stance on your faith and you say oh I believe or oh I don't believe and like I said he's clearly an atheist yes but to leave out a whole, oh, I mean, I just feel like it's natural to be like, oh, I'm an atheist, but I go to church. It's a huge thing, especially if you're an atheist, but I'm not that mm-hmm. much of an atheist that I would not take my mom to church, but I am an atheist, but I go to church every Sunday for the sole purpose of, you know, taking my, if, even if it's to say, taking my mom to church because I have a ride, or it's a form of me hanging out with my mom. Or so, it's just such, it seems like such a huge hole. Like, even if they were atheists, if they were going to discuss being atheists, like, I would think it's not just going to be a, are you an atheist? Me too. Okay, that's it. We'll talk yeah, about how did you get there did you get there, and all that kind of stuff. So that's my thing about for people who they're trying to sell us, like, are in an actual relationship. It was just kind of strange to me. Yeah, that's fair. So, of course, Carrie discusses it with Miranda and Charlotte. Miranda thinks it's weird, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, Charlotte says a man who cares about his mother makes a wonderful husband. <laughs> do, you, do you believe in that statement? People say that a lot. And I think I used to believe in it when I was younger. Yeah. But the older I've become, I realize people can be evil and still love their mothers. Sorry. Yeah. I think we all thought that back in the day or when we were younger. Because people always say, oh, watch how he treats his mom. And that's mm-hmm. the way he but I mean, I think men have evolved so much in their demonic activities that, you know, it doesn't mean yes. it's anymore. And I always say, like, hmm, people will treat other people differently and treat you differently. Like, yeah. even the opposite way. Yeah. Where I have dated someone before that he's not the nicest to like other people, but he was always nice to me. Yeah, and at some time like that was enough but then you realize that no because eventually that will be turned around on you they're nice to you because it suits them to be nice to you do you know what I mean yeah yeah. sorry go ahead I'm sorry no it's okay I'm done no and to be fair and not putting the blame on anybody or excusing anything different people bring out different aspects of you some people will clear your together and sometimes bring out the worst in each other. And then some people just give a different perspective. And this is not just romantic relationship wise. This is just in general, yeah. in human interaction. Yeah. So there's also that. Yes. So yeah, Carrie's admits like we all knew that she's dying to meet Big's mom. And then Samantha arrives to um, the bar that they're all at and she's late. <laughs> which is unlike Samantha, but she arrives and she announces that she's in love 
And honestly, my mouth fell open and everybody else is as shocked as we are. So Samantha <laughs> tells us that she met a lawyer called James at a jazz bar and they hit it off. And unusually for her, they spent all night talking. They walked um, to her apartment and she did not invite him up. He basically, like, as they're leaving, he, like, grazes her face. And she's all of a sudden, she becomes a believer in relationships. Samantha, the anti-relationship girl, meets this man and is all of a sudden willing to give it a chance. And then she tells Charlotte, thank you <laughs> for all her bullshit relationship rules, which cracked me up. She says Charlotte's advice about not sleeping with men right away actually paid off. And she says she sees him as somebody she can actually marry. <laughs> what did you think of this episode? Oh. Of this episode. What did you think of this scene? Um, I think it made me laugh because at first I was like, is this a prank? Like, I mean, we've known Samantha is just trying to catch a dick all season and all of a sudden yes. she comes and says she's in love. I laugh when she says I didn't ask him home on the first date. And when Samantha said some, something about marriage, that just felt so weird to it me. It did. And, and it just made me laugh that it was literally that small thing that she didn't sleep with him that makes her think like, yes, I'm in love. I could be married. I was like, okay, girl. <laughs> it cracked me up. But oh, this whole... Uh-huh, sorry. I was going to say Carrie's outfit was really cute here. I feel like two of her outfits were cute. Like, she wore, like, Very. a dress that was, like, red and blue. And then in the opening scene where she and Miranda were talking, she had, like, this... um, It's, like, a cute formal pink top, but it was with capri pants. And then it just shows the juxtaposition of how badly they dress. I've talked about this before. They dress Miranda so bad. Like, I get it. Yeah. She's supposed to be the quote-unquote ugly friend, but... She was in sweats. She had no bra on. She's just like she rolled out of bed. Come on. I will say, I feel like for the other scenes in the episode, Miranda actually looked fine. I actually think this was the only bit where she looked pretty bad. But the rest of it, she looked okay. Better than they've dressed her before. <laughs> remember when they had her in that boxy suit pretending to be a lesbian? You remember? Oh, yes. It looks yes. like a tear wasted. You know the ones where the strippers do and then they just tear it off your. Tear it yes. off the body. That's what it looked like. <laughs> exactly. So this whole scene has Charlotte shook. <laughs> as soon as Samantha mentions marriage, you can see Charlotte's face like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like Samantha can't possibly get married before me. That's clearly what she's thinking. So this prompts her to go and see a psychic. Okay. Anyway, so she tells the psychic that she wants to know when she'll get married. And the psychic does all her, like, pulling off cars, her tarot reading, readings, all of that. And the psychic says she sees great success in her future, but no marriage. Dun, dun, dun. That's the worst you could tell Charlotte. What did you say, sorry? That's the worst thing you could tell Charlotte. A hundred percent. She looks like her world has been destroyed. Like, how dare you? So, <laughs> Wait, but before you, go, before you go back, I wanted to ask, have you experienced that in your life where there are people like how charlotte felt that the idea that samantha could get married before her do you find that there are usually people who think they deserve yes. certain things over you know like 100%. handle 100 percent. do you know that oh, i can't let me choose my words carefully <laughs> So I don't give too many identifying features. But this is not, actually, no, because this has happened so many times, it really could be anybody. But so many times I hear somebody getting married and you hear other people say things like, oh my gosh, wow. So after she's finished hoeing, someone's finally like decided to wife her. Or mm -hmm. someone, the worst thing I've ever heard someone say, this really wonderful woman I know, super nice, but she has high standards, has always set her high standards. She's yeah. not approved by any, like, what's the word I'm looking for? By any means, she's mm -hmm. not approved at all. Like she, you know, she dates, she does whatever she does and she doesn't hide it either. But she's always made it clear that she's not gonna marry just anybody. Mm -hmm. And I generally think that made people resentful of her. So of course, to make these loser ass men feel better about themselves, they'll start painting her as like, a hoe or a loose person just yeah. because she doesn't want to be with them <laughs> in the long run yeah and uh she got married and people were like oh 
look, she had to leave the state to find somebody to marry her, somebody that doesn't know her reputation and what she's like. And I'm just like, bitter people will always be bitter. They'll always try and find a reason to pull you down. That's why you just have to live your life and do whatever you want to do. But that's what it reminded me of. There's so many instances like that. That was just one example. How about you? Yeah, I think that that's so true. Like, even to people, like, in a neutral stance, someone like Kim Kardashian, the fact mm. that you get married, I mean, before Kanye went all crazy or whatever, marry someone that was, like, at the top of their game, have children, be married and not divorced and all that kind of stuff, and everyone's like, how? That that's not supposed to happen. It's almost like you're supposed your life is supposed to be a Tyler Perry movie where, yes. quote-unquote, punished for God knows what. I don't know, mm-hmm. but... You know, I always think that Charlotte would make a wonderful African woman. Like, her, <laughs> ideal, her ideals are practically on par. Like, marriage is the goal. Do this because this will happen. If this happens, you will be punished. Do this, do that. So, she'd should be great. Yeah. That's the most apt description I've heard. 100%. <laughs> we need to give Charlotte a new name. <laughs> She's definitely very, very, very African (laughs) in her ideals and actions. Ooh, the drag. But anyway, it's okay. We're African too. We can drag ourselves. But um, I I went to a psychic. It wasn't really a psychic, but I did. A long. You did? It's not really a psychic, but a long time ago, and it was way back in Nigeria when we were kids. And a childhood friend of mine, we went to like a carnival, and it had like a a computer thing or whatever and i think back in the day we were brainwashed or maybe our parents were the ones and they asked when were you gonna get married and he gave answers i'm sure it was a generic answer thing but he told both of us in our 30s which seemed like forever when you were there mm. of course there's a whole bunch of god forbid that's not gonna happen but i will say we both got married in our 30s <laughs> i mean it's coincidence <laughs> I don't think it's real or anything, but I generally don't think I believe in psychics. Do you? No, not even a little bit. I'm sorry. I don't believe in astrology either. I find it fascinating. I like reading sometimes even about star signs and stuff because, you know, it's just confirmation bias. When yeah. I read things I like, I'm like, yeah, of course Libras are like that. And yeah. when I don't, I'll be like, see, I told you, this is all nonsense. But yeah, I don't I don't believe in any of it. I'm sorry. Oh. I know it's fun, but I don't. <laughs> okay. No, astrology is just fun for me. Okay, cool. Astrology cool. is fun. I don't know that I look to them to guide me or to show me my path, but it's fun to read it. And like you said, confirmation bias. And it's like, oh, yeah, that is true. That's accurate. But other than that, and it's a fun yeah. icebreaker at house gatherings and parties. You just read yeah. about it. Like, yeah, that's me. sometimes i'm such an asshole and well yeah Um, i like to lie to people about what my star sign is just so they can be oh my gosh i knew you were sagittarius because this and this and this and then i'll be like i'm actually not (laughs) what'd you say sorry no i said wow that that is an asshole that is an asshole (laughs) look i can admit it okay i'm trying to change god's not finished working on me yet but anyway (laughs) So, um, Carrie, um, she's talking to Big, she's met up with him, and she tells him that she wants to go to church with him and his mom. And as soon as she said this, I was like, oh, girl, (laughs) I don't know why. I could just see immediately how this conversation was going to go. So preemptively, I was like, oh, I just felt so bad for her immediately. But Big says it's a private thing with him and his mom. And Carrie acts like I knew she was going to act. She's clearly upset about this. And Big basically pivots and asks her to go to the Caribbean with him, which is what Big is good at, just bringing up something else instead of dealing with the issue at hand. And she says she can't afford... What'd you say, sorry? He's such a man-child. He really is. Like, Anyway, I feel like, yeah, 100%. But anyway, she says she can't afford it, and he says he's got her covered. So, yeah, I was just like, you people, why would you ever just have a conversation? And Big does, like, he does this to her all the time. She has a concern, even when Carrie actually does the right thing that we always berate her for not doing and tries to talk to him about things, he'll just pivot or, like, gloss over it or not actually deal with the issue. I don't know how she puts up with him, seriously. He will drive me insane. Absolutely (laughs) insane. 
Uh, he's one that I don't know. Big is just one of those people that you meet and you're like dazzled by them, and then you start to fall for them. But everything they do is just hard. Like all the things in relationships that shouldn't be that hard at the beginning, I feel like he'll make it hard. And then you're there still trying to make it work. And eventually, hopefully, you'll wake up and realize this is not for you and move yeah. on to better things. I think it's one of those things where, like you said, you fall for it and you've already gotten, you, maybe you've got in so deep. And then all of a sudden you're like, I put in all this work. Maybe now is the time. You don't want to walk away from all the work that you've put in, even though all the work you've put in has been so hard and it's not really yielding what it is that you want. And then you've convinced yourself that you actually like or infatuated with this person. So walking away just seems so monumental. Yep. So that's 100% it. Uh, but yeah the red flags are piling up for big i'll say that for sure mm-hmm. so anyway miranda miranda and the playwright i've already forgotten his name <laughs> i was thinking of tom patrick anderson i know that's not his name but it sounds like that but they're having sex again and just as he again gets right up to take a shower she says there's nothing sinful about sex and this leads him to go on a rant oh, no, full of right. catholic guilt and <laughs> as he was speaking, I don't know if you got the Im- you know when have you ever been in a situation when someone you're like in you're talking to someone and it almost feels like they're acting out something? Yeah. It felt so do you know what I mean? It felt yeah. like he was putting on a show. Yeah. But I don't know if it's mm-hmm. it was such a huge overreaction. Yes. You're the one that's having sex. What are you even like you already broke the rules anyways? What is the shower Thank gonna you. do? What is this unresolved issue that you have that you've been internally mm. battling? And he just lashed out at her. It was a huge Yes. And the way he did it just felt so stagey. Like yeah. he'd rehearsed it or something. But anyway, he basically tells Miranda that he is going to take a shower. And when he comes out, he doesn't want her to be there. So see ya. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, ouch. But um, when Carrie's telling us, about what happened she says this scene later was put in one of his plays which became an off-broadway sensation so me feeling like he was acting to me he clearly was so anyway (laughs) so samantha and james um the lawyer she met at the jazz bar they finally have sex and oh lord i think the scene was one of my favorite the whole episode so they're like making out finally like they fall on the bed you know full of passion and she says okay i'm ready put it in and he goes it is in sorry i literally wrote in my notes awkward oh it cracked me up the look on samantha's face oh my gosh heartbreak heartbreak on her face i felt for her because we all know samantha i'm just like oh my god can you imagine you think you've done for samantha she's done really well she's held out she's all in with this guy and he has a tiny 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 penis unfortunately oh my gosh this But but let's flip it though Mm-hmm. As a woman, you can imagine all oh, the disappointment, the thing. As a man, something you cannot do anything about. What is that yeah. like for a woman to say, I'm ready, put it in, and you say it's in? What, like, where do you go from there? Like, I just feel like as a man, some, I feel like if your penis is that small, most of them know because. Yeah. They are more used to, I guess, you know, locker room situations. They know, like, if they're small. I feel like it's your duty to make up for it in other ways. Yeah. The worst is if you're small and also don't make up for it in other ways. Then, I I mean, I don't know for you again. But, yeah. Well, honestly, I mean, it sucks. You can't change it, but you've got to make up for it in other ways. But yeah. let me say this. I know a lot of people and everybody talks. Because, again, this is why you probably shouldn't listen to you know, social media or anything. But everyone talks about, you know, being a size queen or wanting certain things. But there are people who don't care. I'm, yeah. I forget the name of this documentary. There is a guy who has a like micro, really little penis. And he did a documentary about, oh my God, I really should have found the title before this. I'm you sorry. Know what? I feel like I've seen this documentary. It sounds really familiar to me. 
it's it all very 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 yeah it sounds and very familiar to me he goes around he goes about like you know going to different parts of the world finding out you know what people measure like he went to asia he went to africa who uses the most condoms and all that and at the end of it he did find a girlfriend it was a girl he met during the documentary um she worked at a porn store i think or whatever and she didn't mind so, you know, there are many things everyone says, but at the end of the day, no one knows what anyone's doing behind closed doors. No one knows what anyone's dealing with. So, you know, like we always say, whatever works for you. But yes. there really are some people, because I look at some TV stars who actually go naked. I am specifically the guy on Hangover, Ken, mm-hmm. Ken Jung. Yes. Honestly, that was a micro to me, but I, maybe I don't know. I don't, whatever, but... <laughs> Literally, I'm like, every time someone shows off on TV, we're not talking about Yaya from Watchmen. He's I was to say, I come from Yaya. <laughs> Yaya in Watchmen. Anyway. But usually when I see it and I'm looking like, how did you have the guts to do this on TV? Because uh, I can't even see anything, but okay. But actually, the penis size is three, four inches, I think, actually. Wow. I would say like with... Um... With men, that's not also like when you see their penis flaccid, there's not always an indication of how yes. big their penis actually is. So maybe that's why they yes. don't care so much. Maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe yeah. Okay, but there's some flaccid ones that I'm like, I don't know what. Okay. <laughs> Moving maybe on. Their growers, not showers. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Carrie and Miranda, and honestly, guys, I was so disappointed in Miranda this episode, <laughs> not this episode, this scene. Because I'm like, Miranda, I thought you were better than this. I thought she would have reined Carrie in. Because they basically go undercover at Big's church to spy on him and his mother. I feel like Miranda, as soon as Carrie says she wanted to do this, in my head, Miranda would have been like, girl, no. Don't be stupid. (laughs) We're not doing that. Don't you think? I felt like it was against my character. No, I agree. But I think I was so caught up in irritation that Carrie's doing this again because she already did it yes. with his wife. So you're doing yes. this now with his mother. Are you this childish, this insecure? And anyone who forces you to do this, what more sign do you need that this person is not for you? Like, what is this? You don't even what? like her. Why are you so desperate to... I don't know. It's just weird. Also, you... this man has you creeping. Literally, guys, they're literally in disguise. They've got huge hats on, <laughs> shades. And they're yeah. sitting in the top pew so they can look down on them. And I was just like, don't you feel pathetic at your big age? Come on, mm-hmm. man. Come mm-hmm. on. Spying on your girl, your boyfriend. I just, well, I guess he's not a boyfriend. I don't know what he is. The guy yeah, you're dating, you're spying on him and his Okay. They your boyfriend. When, he made, when she made him come to the park at 2 oh, a.m. Yes, yes, yes. And stuff, so. Oh, man, that makes all of this worse. But anyway, so, yeah, so Miranda is on a, in a full run, as usual, that all churches are designed to fuck up their sex lives and they're bickering on the top pew and then church is just about to start. And just as it's starting, um, Carrie, Big and his mum walk in. Carrie turns to Miranda. She's like, oh, watching Big with his mum is making her fall more in love with him. Oh and God. as soon as she says this, she drops her hymn book from the top balcony where they're sitting and it falls all the way down. So, of course, the entire church, including Big and his mother, turn and look up at them. So they've been busted. And we could all see this happening, couldn't we? So yeah. <laughs> she's then forced to, she introduces herself to Big's mom. Guys, I said she introduces herself because Big yeah. definitely does not. <laughs> introduce her they're kind of me you know when you come out of church and everyone's kind of saying hi hi she's like standing there waiting to be introduced and big was clearly not introducing her so she introduces herself and then big um then says oh this is carrie my friend and carrie's clearly pissed (laughs) go ahead sorry no 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 continue continue no because i'm like what made it worse is the mom also was like oh okay Carrie, yes. no recognition at all. Nothing. This woman has not heard of a Carrie, not sniffed of a Carrie. She does not know what a Carrie is. So his mom excuses herself and leaves them to it to talk. And Carrie asks Big if his mom has even heard of her. Guys, no. you could all see the answer to that. So Big says the worst possible thing you could 
you could say, and he says she doesn't need to meet another oh. girlfriend. Oh. So, oh. Biggest, do you know what? For all this supposedly smooth and debonair that Big is supposed to be, he is not good with words. But anyway, so he sees Carrie's face, he backtracks and says, Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I'll introduce you as your girlfriend when I'm sure. And I'm like, You're just going from the frying pan into the fire right now. <laughs> like, he just can't stop. And it's because like, you can see here, you know, when someone just can't stop putting their foot in it, you're just like, Just stop talking. Yeah. So he then backtracks again and says, No, he doesn't mean it like that. He just has to do things on his time frame. And then Carrie says that they've been going out for months. So, like, what other time frame do you need, basically? And then he says they'll get there, but she has to have a little faith. And you can just see it written all over Carrie's face. I think she's finally beginning to see the writing on the wall. What did you make of that scene? I don't know. I think I wrote down Carrie's an idiot. I'm sorry. You just let it get to this point. Like, if someone makes it clear, I don't want you to, you know, it's something between me and my mom. Why? Or some like what was your ending with this? Like, did you think this through? Like, you went in there and then you meet, and then what? You force his hand, big, really? And do you know what? I just found. I'm like, Carrie, why do you keep humiliating yourself like this? Exactly. She she asked big if she could go to church with them. He tells you no is a thing between me and my mom, which is I'm like, what other clues do you need? And you show up anyway in disguise. And then get busted. And this is like the second time after Big caught her spine on his ex-wife too. And I'm just like, aren't you tired of looking pathetic? Like, come on. Even on the flip side, if it's something between him and his mom and you're an atheist and you don't care, why can't he have something with him and his mom? I know what it's about. You want to be introduced to his mom. But if it has been months, honestly, I'm usually not on Big's side. But if he's been married before, he's been burned before... He's being mm-hmm. cautious. Wouldn't you want it to be on good terms that you're not forcing him, that he yes. wants to introduce to his mom? Because I think it's fair enough. And it could be from the fact that I'm usually cautious when it comes to relationships. I don't want to mm-hmm. introduce you to someone and someone keeps asking me, what happened to you guys? Where were you guys? Or whatever. He's into the relationship. Clearly, you're not comfortable. So just calm down and yeah. let me. So even if it wasn't anything about meeting the mom, if he says it's something between me and my mom, let them have it. I was even thinking of all the people I've ever dated in my life. My parents have only met one. <laughs> like one. That's it. So I get it. I know some people, people have different views about introducing significant others to your parents, but it's not something I do lightly. I kind of feel him when he said, Oh, I didn't want another girlfriend. It was painful and he shouldn't have said that, but I understood why he said it. Yeah. But yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like, why are you forcing so hard to meet this man's mom? Clearly, when he's ready for you to meet his mom, if he wanted you to meet his mom, Big is the kind of guy that would be like, would arrange something. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't be you forcing yourself into his private time with his mother. So, yeah, I think we're on the same page there. So, Carrie goes back into the church. She's completely dejected. She's sitting down on the pew. Miranda joins her. And she's like, she doesn't know what else to do. Like, he won't let her in. She's hit a brick wall. And I felt for her. I honestly did. Like, I know, I feel like we dragged her, but I felt for Carrie in this episode. But I think she needed to go through some of these things. Sometimes you just have to get there. Yeah. When you get there. Miranda was there. Miranda was such a good friend, I think. She She is. Even. She was there for her and just the right appropriate, you know, because she could have yelled at her, but she didn't. (laughs) Yes, that's what I'm saying. Miranda, like, I do think she's a wonderful friend to carry, apart from her agreeing to go to the church in the first place. But anyway, (laughs) so Stanford is back, guys. He's hosting a party at, um, what does Carrie call it? The Church of Disco. She's really trying to drag this whole church and religious, (laughs) like, in the episode. Um, Yeah. But anyway, they're, they're at a club called The Limelight, and it's to celebrate the launch of a new fragrance. And he's also invited everyone so he can show off his new boyfriend called, was it Alan? Alani? I can't remember. How it was pronounced. I don't remember the name. <laughs> Who also designed the perfume bottle. So Stanford is 
gushing to Carrie about how delighted he is with Alani, but <laughs> Carrie being Carrie, she doesn't care. She's still just hung up on how big refuses to introduce her to his mother. So um, Stanford is trying to like, you know, cheer up and goes, hey, at least you guys are like going to the Caribbean, all of that. And she says, it's basically a consolation prize for not really being in his life. And I was like, do people take you on international vacations as consolation prizes? Hey, you know what? Yes. It's not a bad consolation prize. What yes. If you have the money, I think yes. She's not okay. wrong about that, but I do think she was being bratty. But I okay. think what I got out of this scene is that Carrie doesn't really know what she wants or doesn't want until Big takes it away from her. She didn't mm. know marriage until Big said, oh, I don't want to get married. Then she knew she wanted it. She didn't know she wanted to meet his mom until she found out he goes to church with his mom and then she wanted it. She didn't know that she wanted um, um, sex all the time and, you know, um, unless it was a certain amount of time or whatever until he's like, oh, I don't want to have sex. And all of a sudden it was an issue. And honestly, that's how they became exclusive because he was dating other people and she never really said, hey, I'd like to, you know, be with you exclusively. I mean, she talks all the time about New York because New York people dating is so different and so special. So you should have known you shouldn't want to make it exclusive until she saw him with somebody else. And that's what my biggest gripe with Carrie is, is she gave him so much power and everything is on his terms. Even at the church, he was like, let it be on my term, let it be on my... And it's like, so much my, my, my. Like, yeah, she keeps you falling have to know into things instead of yeah. making demands. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely true. That's a good point. So, guys, my favorite character is back. Miranda <laughs> runs into Skipper. <laughs> at the party ah, and instead of running away like any sane person guys I don't know if you remember the last time we heard of Skipper was when he was inside another woman <laughs> and agreed to meet up with Miranda and thought yes we're back and Miranda let him know that was not the case so anyway so Miranda clearly in the aftermath of this whole thing with the shower guy She's looking at Skipper with rose-tinted glasses. And Skipper tells Miranda that he's been thinking about her ever since they broke up. And they both tell each other, oh, you look great. No, you look great. You know that whole thing. And I was like, no, guys, this is not cute <laughs> at all. <sighs> Skipper. So anyway, um, they finally track down Samantha in the bathroom because she's clearly been avoiding them to get the latest lowdown on her and James. And Samantha, who clearly is not being herself, she says, yeah, we had sex, it was nice. And then she can't <laughs> hold it in anymore, like bursts into tears and runs into one of the stalls. And I was like, oh, Samantha. So they're all like, what on earth is going on? And this scene, I don't know, I also found it hilarious. I don't know why I find Samantha's pain so hilarious, but it was funny to me. So they're asking for the details. She's like, he has a small dick. And Carrie is like, oh, sizes and everything. And then she's like three, <laughs> she's like three inches. And Carrie's like, well, and she's like, hard. And then everyone, <laughs> everyone's face is like, ah, okay, we don't know what to say to that. <laughs> everyone did good. And then Charlotte's like, well, is he at least a good kisser? You know, trying to see the bright side of it. And Charlotte, um, Samantha's like, who the fuck cares? His dick is like a gherkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry for laughing, but this scene cracked me up. And then she basically says she's a bad person because she, like, can't deal with it. And then she tells us over and over about how much she loves dick. She loves a big dick. She likes to look at it. She likes to feel it inside of her. All of that. And honestly, I know this is like trivial. Quote, like it's shot as being like trivial. But I kind of feel, Samantha, I feel like if there's something you really, 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 really want sexually in your partner and yeah. they don't have it, that's a deal breaker. And I know like Ha Ha is a joke because they're portraying it kind of as funny because he has a small penis. But yeah. would we feel the same if it was something different? Do you know what I mean? No, I, like I, I, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I think she was valid. I think it's valid yeah. because sex is pretty much a huge part of Samantha's life. So, yeah, it was valid for her. But yeah, like you, I think the scene cracked me up. I just don't know why TV shows like to act like bathrooms aren't gross because this whole scene is in a oh. bathroom. Scene. 
She's sitting on the toilet. They're all crowded in there. I'm grossed out. There's four of them, guys, in a bathroom store, in a club. But anyway. I mean, we found that they know how to fit them in small spaces now. But either way, I'm so grossed out by bathrooms that this scene was hard for me to watch. Like, I don't like watching anything in bathrooms. So it was very difficult for me. And they were just sitting there conversing like it was nothing. But it made me think, like, to your point of what you're saying. I don't think I'm a size queen. But on the other hand, I don't know if I'm not a size queen because I've not encountered... That's a lie. Once. (laughs) (laughs) but for the most part i've not really encountered like that issue or whatever but i don't i'll be far-fetched to think that all things being equal three inches hard is not an issue i i I mean she said when she like three inches hard i'm not a size queen either but three inches i just keep thinking of three inch heels and how short they are but anyway yeah but i'm saying like she said when i blow him it's like nothing and honestly i was just imagining her whistling because i mean (laughs) 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 what is wrong with you (laughs) i mean that's that's what you do but did you take did you take note of um miranda's famous line that everyone thinks is such a huge deal but i don't even understand it the golf pencil? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that part. I didn't write it down, but okay, you, you say it. Oh, I didn't write it I thought you had it. No, I oh, didn't write that part. Sorry, you can cut it out. But yeah, Miranda says, um, is he the size of a, like she dated a guy who had the size of a golf pencil and she couldn't decide if he was trying to fuck me or erase me. <laughs> now, it, it's such an iconic line. Like if you see all the memes for Sex in the City and all of that, I mean, it doesn't land the same for me, so something's probably wrong with me, but everyone always talks about how this was such a huge line. I actually found everything before that even funnier than that line. Yeah. So, so I, I thought maybe we maybe, just... Maybe it was all the rage in 1998. Who knows? I actually Googled a golf pencil. Okay, I know what it is now, so... No, no, it didn't age well. <sighs> so we go back to Charlotte's pointless storyline. She's scheduled... An appointment with a different psychic because guys if you don't get the answer you want the first time gotta try 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 again and this psychic actually is two of them actually no it's a psychic and her assistant i don't know but um they have a cage chicken in the room she cracks an egg into a bowl this one doesn't look it looks a bit more like voodoo i know voodoo is like people's real religion so excuse yeah. me i don't want to offend anybody but it's set up more like a voodoo setup rather than you know a typical card reading so she cracks oh, an egg it looked like a scam it, it, what it of is of course yeah. <laughs> it, looked, it looked definitely like a scam so she cracks an egg into a bowl and it's just the white there's no um yolk and she says to charlotte no yolk and she basically tells Charlotte she's cursed and will never be married. But if she's willing to pay the low, low price of $100, she can arrange for the curse to be removed. <laughs> Charlotte finally clicks that this is a scam and storms out. But as she's walking, she gets eyed up by some guy. So that puts a smile on her face. And I guess she's all better now. I didn't see the point of any of this. <laughs> it was a filler, filler storyline. Yes, a hundred. And everyone gets a philosopher. I'm just glad it's not, you know, Miranda for once. So yeah. back at the club, Miranda asks, we club Miranda, she asks Skipper if he wants to spend the night at her apartment. And he's like, oh, the whole night? He's so excited that she's letting him spend the whole night. And he's like, I knew we'd get back together. And I was just like, oh, Miranda, why would you do this? And the thing is, I've been there. You get rid of somebody, and in moments of weakness, you let them back into your life. You're like, what? why did I bring this person back into my life? And I feel like that's what she's doing right now. She <laughs> needs validation for, quote, unquote, normal sex for her, someone who's not going to run off and take a shower after having sex with her. But so. yeah, She's just a dick when it comes to Skipper. Like, Completely. I mean, I don't like the guy, but she's a dick to him. Yeah, but he also allows her to be addicted to him, accountability on all sides. But anyway, mm-hmm. so um, James, 
and Samantha having sex again, and Samantha's literally crying, guys. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like she killed it this episode, Kim Cattrall. She really did. <laughs> She's crying through the sex, and he's. James is like, oh, what's wrong? And she's like, I'm crying because I'm so happy. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I just feel for her. And I also, with the way Samantha talks about sex, I know she claims she's like in love or whatever. I think she would have said something. Well, he said, your dick is so small. Like, what else are we going to do to compensate for this? It didn't seem true to character for me. What do you think? <laughs> I, I struggled with that because I thought about it. And I know everyone's always talking about how, you know, it's your fault. You have to say it if it's bad, if it's this. But honestly, it's a different ball game when you have feelings for the person. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, even though it should be easier, even though it shouldn't be. I think in her heart of hearts, she knew it was not going to last anyway. So why would I go through all that? But yeah, that's I maybe she was suffering through it. Yeah, just hoping because again, she claimed she quote unquote had feelings for him. That I still mm -hmm. have a hard time, you know, believing and that. Honestly, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. so I think I that's just realized I've had I've had to have difficult conversations with someone before about maybe them not doing something you're happy with, or and it's always yeah. hard, especially when you like the person. It's easy yeah. to hurt people when you don't like them, but when you do, it is hard. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, and she said everything else was perfect and it was just that. So it's so hard to believe, like, oh, is the universe that cruel that, you know... Yeah. This I so, don't yeah. know what I'll do if I was in that situation. If everything else is so perfect. But I guess that's just such a big thing for her. That, so it's yeah. Like, yeah, that that would be like a huge... Yeah, that is such a big thing for her. I yeah. feel like in my, in my life right now, if I met an absolutely amazing guy and his penis was only three inches hard. I, I could deal with that. It's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, Samantha, I don't think she could. Nope. <sighs> so back to Carrie and Big. So she's telling us that she stayed up all night. Carrie's like walking around her apartment um, smoking. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen her smoke, I feel. But anyway, she's um, talking about Big's like, reluctance to like fully integrate her into his life. And Big arrives in a rush and tells her that they're running late to the airport. They have to leave. And then Carrie is like walking out. He's like trying to get her bags. And she says, stop. I need a sign. I'm losing faith in our relationship. And Big was like, oh. On his face is like, are we really going to have this conversation right now? <laughs> and he's like, do you expect to hear like a voice from above? And she's like, just tell me I'm the one. And in my head, I was like, Carrie, if you have to ask someone to tell you these things, you know what the answer is already. Why are you doing this? So big as usual is being shifty. <laughs> like he can't give her what she wants. And I will say that at least he's not lying to her. So it's like a really awkward silence. And she says, I can't do this. And she's like, I love you, but I can't. And big is like, so that's it. And Carrie's like, yeah, basically. And then he gets into the car, drives off, leaving Carrie standing on the sidewalk with her luggage. And then she tells us that after Big left, she cried for over a week. But then she realizes that she has faith in herself, as well as that one day she'll meet someone who will be sure she's the one. And I was like, you know what? It took you long enough to get, to get there, but you got there eventually. Yeah. So. yeah. I yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope she holds herself to it. But honestly, Carrie has terrible timing. Honestly, she couldn't call. She couldn't call ahead of time. She waited for yeah. him to actually get there. I'm yeah. just mad she's skimping out on a vacation. Do it after the yes. vacation. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I thought I was the only one. I was like, if this was me, Come on. we would have this conversation on the way back. <laughs> Unexpected pay with someone that you like, like go through the vacation, come back and be like, Oh, I can't do this. You did this right to the way to the airport. I don't know if you noticed when he was driving away. I don't know if that was the rage back then, but the rouge on her cheeks bothered me so much. It was just like it's been bothering me all season. Don't you remember me always commenting about Carrie's blush? Carrie's <laughs> <insane> blush. <laughs> This is what I really noticed. It was like clown makeup just on there. But and they love pink on her for some like bright pink. It's so funny. 
all my yeah. makeup girls nowadays Carrie would clearly be a Charlotte Tilbury girl but back then she had all the bright pink cheeks going Carrie in 2020 would be Charlotte Tilbury out but it just made me laugh but yeah I felt for Carrie I don't know she didn't and she okay she did annoy me still as usual but I just felt like she really I felt sympathy for her a lot more than I have previously because I've been there. Sometimes it takes longer for me to get to where I need to get there. But I always get there eventually. So I think I identified with her there. So maybe that's why I felt bad for her. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, good on her for... And, you know, again, I rag on Carrie, but we've all had our stupid moments. Again, the reason why I rag on her was just because of her age. And yeah. it's like, don't let this man do this to you. Like, you're an actual, you know, you've done... Mm-hmm your life you're a good friend you have a full life don't let someone drag you down because the absolute thing about a partner is the person should enrich your life and add to your life not bring partners and i think the moment i felt for her the most even though i was annoyed was that breakdown she had with miranda where she said she just wants to be perfect because he's perfect and she's not even and she tries so much and she's exhausted and it's like girl no person you're dating should ever make you feel this way. Yep. Like, you know, you've tried your best. And I know that for a lot mm-hmm. of women, because, you know, we hear the trope that it's not ever easy. It takes work. And it's like, where is that line between work and this is just too hard? You know, there's you no- know my thing is, I feel like it shouldn't be this hard when you just met somebody <laughs> before you've made like that big of a commitment commitment to them and I feel like with these two it's been hard from the very beginning and I feel like from the very beginning Big has had Carrie questioning her self-worth which is red flag she hasn't been a hundred percent herself with him another red flag I feel like she's always bending to try and make herself the perfect person for him so she's never relaxed she's always on edge she's always tense and I feel like these are all red flags and I get it when you want to make something work so badly but all the signs are there like this is just not for you right now and i get why she's pushing for it but there has to be a point where you draw the line in the side and you're like enough is enough and for me this should have happened episodes ago but she got there eventually so yeah it is what it is yeah so you know another season it was a good season it was a good first season it is it's a very 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 good first season and i enjoyed this episode too (laughs) Yeah, so I'm gonna miss them. Like we won't be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> there were ups, there were downs, there were continuity issues. But you know, they kind of like. I think hopefully, what we'll see in season two is fully fleshed out. I think they didn't know what to do sometimes with Charlotte, sometimes with Samantha. Mm-hmm. I think they knew what to do with Miranda and Carrie. I think Carrie was always the hero, so they knew what they were gonna do. Miranda is just supposed to be the friend with sense and the ugly friend, so they always yeah. kind of. knew that's why Carrie spoke to her a lot. Um, Samantha didn't know what to do, which is why, honestly, if you notice, the last one that it was the celibacy thing, and then this. So yeah. I'm not quite sure where they were going with that, but I think they'll flesh that all out. Like we said, they shot all episodes without um, audience feedback, so it'll be interesting to see what season two is like after getting yep. audience feedback and seeing what changes without big. I'm and sure all he's back in all the adjustments. So it'll be interesting to see that. So, yeah, yeah it's been fun doing season one, Nana. Um, and I'm glad because I know I hadn't watched that stuff for like 20 years, um, apart from seeing episodes here and there. But I really enjoyed it. And I, I remembered a little bit more than I expected to, but it was also new, quote unquote, to me. So I've enjoyed it almost like it's a new show. So, Oh, honestly, I didn't remember anything. Everything was like a new episode to me all season. So I'm curious to see what seasons I start to remember. Like, for example, I didn't know Skipper was this early on. I thought he oh, came yeah, much later and, you yeah. know, he was here. So every, and I'll, I'll be curious to see in the future seasons we do, how that's going to feel, you know, yeah. when I start remembering stuff, what the experience would be like. But yeah guys that's a wrap for season one we will be going straight into season two but we will have a two-week break we will be back in two weeks so that gives you time if you haven't caught up and you're catching up you can catch up and start season two with us and be sure to tell a friend um but before we go we'd also like to give a shout out to three listeners who have been with us since episode one when i say been with us i mean like they've listened to us and as they listened 
they live tweeted and had comments and conversations yes. with us. We really appreciate it, you guys. So thank you to at Naisanani, at Original Ngbeke, and at Fabulola for listening all season and for interacting thank with us this format. We really, 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 really appreciate it. And we do hope to see you in season two. Yes, and reading your tweets, guys, ladies, have been like some of the highlights of my week. So I really, really enjoy it. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> so please, yeah. I hope you continue to tweet along. Even when, even when I'm dragged, it's fine. <laughs> it's hilarious. So thank you so much for taking your time to do that. Really, really, really appreciate it. Even though we're going to be on break, guys, we are still available. You can reach us at the Rewatch Times 2. That's T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H. That's our handle on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, uh, email at gmail.com. Feel free to leave any comments and let, ask any questions. We'll be happy to. We appreciate your reviews. And we would like some five-star ratings for visibility on Apple Podcasts. Please, pretty please. And... We hope to see you in two weeks. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.